the church got a note in the mail or someone got a note in the mail that there is a free swing set. If you need one, uh, talk to Joan. And you might have to wrestle with me. We'll see how it goes. Good morning, Ten Strike Community Church. I'm glad to be here today. I'm glad you're here with me. Yeah, especially you, Cheryl. Okay. Uh, every Sunday, you're missing out if you don't get here at 9.30. We've got uh, pre-worship activities. We've got coffee, of course. Uh, there's nursery and uh, through elementary classes, youth group and cla uh, adult classes, healing class, and uh, our class, Breaking Intimidation, just finished up our book this week. We got more stuff uh, next week, of course, but it's just a good time to get together with other believers and, and uh, talk about what's going on and pray with each other. Really good stuff. So we'll see you at 9.30 next Sunday. Um, everyone's invited to Kent and Chantel's house August 25th uh, from 2 p.m. until question mark. You know what that means. Okay, for boots and bling. There will be all-day music and yard games. Bring a dish to pass. Bring lawn chairs. Um, it's west on Highway 2. Do we have the full directions there? Anyways, if you ha uh, have questions or need directions, you can call Chantel. Her number is 209-1367, uh, Wild Iris Drive. Um, they need... Uh, help with parking, so if you're able to help uh, with parking there, that would be great. Two people. Um, we have opportunities to serve here at the church. Uh, you can, if you'd like to work with computers and do some networking stuff, uh, would they need help? Please talk to Pastor Steve or John Cootley about this. And our building fund report, the highway sign to proclaim Jesus and TCC services to passers-by. And for the church house finishing and restoration, the total budget, the goal was $35,000. There is $31,640.85 given so far. We are down to $3,351.15. Almost there. Woohoo! Okay, Wednesday. Oh, it says August 8th, but I'm assuming this is the new one coming up. From 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., there is quilting. You are welcome to come. For part of the time or all the time, there will be lunch at noon and fellowship available. And at 1 p.m., Bible study with Grandma Joyce and Grandma Glennis here at the church. I'm assuming that's still good for this Wednesday coming up. Also, Sunday, September 2nd, prayer of blessing over backpacks. We will be praying as a church family for God's blessing, favor, and protection for those going back to school this year. I would assume that that might include adults that are going to college too? Would, could we pray for them if they, if they wanted prayer? Okay, good, I had that thought. So whether you use a backpack or not, but bring that with you and we'll pray, pray a blessing over that as you bring that with you to school. Um, be sure to check out our website, tenstrikechurch.com. Pretty easy to remember. I have um, a scripture to share with you this morning. But before I do, I want to ask if any of you out there, raise your hands if you have been encouraged by events going on in the community, like God is on the move and it's cool to see stuff going on and it is awesome to be a part of what is going on. Personally, I have been sharing more about my faith. I've been praying more and uh, my wife's not here, so don't tell her, but I've been crying more 
She caught me. So it's good. God is on the move. And I would say that God would encourage you to use what you have. That came up in some of the Revive Minnesota meetings. The scripture I'm going to share is from Exodus chapter 4. Who do you think would be one of the greatest men of the Old Testament? Give me a name. Old Testament. Moses? Okay. That's what I was thinking of. See if I can get my phone to cooperate. Okay. Here's an interesting scripture uh, about Moses. Exodus chapter 4, starting with verse 1. Um, this is after God called Moses. Moses answered, What if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, The Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to Moses, What is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. How many of you have picked up a stick before? Okay, how many of you have used a staff before, a long stick? Okay, nothing special, right? The Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw the staff on the ground, and it became a snake, and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake, and it turned back into a staff in his hand. Stick, yep. This said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. Then the Lord said, put your hand inside your cloak. How many of you have a hand? Raise your hand. Okay, good. Most of you do. Okay. Uh, so Moses put his hand into his cloak, and when he took it out, his skin was leprous. It had become as white as snow. Now put your hand back into your cloak, the Lord said. So Moses put his hand back into his cloak, and when he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. Then the Lord said, if they do not believe you or pay attention to the first sign, they may believe the second. But if they do not believe these two signs or listen to you, take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground. The water you take from the river will become blood on the ground. Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. I feel uh, uh, the Lord, before he's saying this, a little bit of emotion building up. The Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. How many of you have kids? Okay. How many of you ever raised your voice at your kids? Because you love them. Okay. Moses said, pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses, and he said, what about your brother, Aaron, the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you, and he will be glad to see you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I will help both of you speak and will teach you what to do. He will speak to the people for you, and it will be as if he were your mouth and as, as if you were God to him. But take this staff in your hand so you can perform the signs with it. I just had a conversation with one of my children last night. I won't mention any names, 
But uh, I was complimenting her for doing a good job at something, and she said, no, I didn't. My wife was standing there next to me, and our emotions went, whoop. We love our kids. We want our kids to do what God wants them to do. We want to praise them for their gifts. And I believe God wants each and every one of us to use what we have. And I get a little annoyed when my daughter thinks that she's not good enough or thinks that she didn't do a good job. I'm lovingly encouraging her. And so that discussion that follows is along the lines, you did do a good job. I am complimenting you. I love you. you I'm not comparing you to anybody else, right? Does anybody ever compare themselves to someone else before? Don't raise your hand. God has a plan for each and every one of us, okay? And my question to you, and I believe God may be asking all of us, asking me as well, Andrew, what do you have? Do you have a vehicle? Do you have a family? Do you have a Facebook friend? Do you have a $10 bill? Do you have 10 minutes? And honestly, you know, if we have these things, let's do whatever we do for God's glory. Whatever we do, we do unto him. You have things planned for today? Just include God in everything that you do. And as you give, it will be given back to you. Um, as far as finances go, tithes and offerings, we have boxes by the back doors. And uh, give with a cheerful heart. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for what you have in store for us. As we take one step, being obedient, we will be obedient. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. I just want to look for a few moments at the mystery of the local church. I started preaching in 75, 76, and uh, going into small communities, that was always my vision. <clears throat> and a few times in those years, we were doing meetings and homes and things, and we just started, and our goal was just to make disciples for Jesus. We didn't really have a long-term plan just to meet, have people encounter God, make disciples, teach people to move with him and to flow with him and grow up in the gifts that God had given them. And somewhere along the line, that Bible study would become a church. There's a mystery in the local church. When we gather together in his name, he's here in our midst, two or three, but there's something unique in anointing, in, a, in, a, in gatherings, where God takes that and he puts his fire in the midst of it and it becomes a local body of believers that are have that corporate anointing together. Amen. And so it's in the eyes of God, it's in, from his perspective, 
It has to do with the presence of God in a unique way. This morning I am, I was just sensing before the service here and during worship that God is wanting to manifest his authority among us. There are divine moments we come together and he imparts something. His presence can always be here, but there can be unique times as we draw near that he will implant something within our heart. Hallelujah. So let's just open up our hearts to him this morning, invite him to come. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I give you praise, Lord God. We open wide our hearts to you. You are. You are the king. You are the Lord. You are the head of your church. We acknowledge your governorship over our gathering, over this body. Thank you, Father, for this life of Jesus that you've given us. So all together, can we read 1 Peter 2, 4? Let's all just read this out loud together. And coming to him as to a living stone, which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious in the sight of God. What a marvelous terminology for Jesus Christ here as the cornerstone of the church. A living stone. The word for stone here refers to fashioned stones and the stones of the temple. And it's interesting in in Mark 13, 1, and as he was going to the temple, one of the disciples said to him, Teacher, behold, what, a, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. And so the Solomon's temple was made by great craftsmen. And it was overlaid with gold. It was very ornate and beautiful, costly. And every culture has craftsmen that have built houses where they gather to worship. Not always in the right way, but very ornate and skillful. But after they had built Solomon's temple with all its natural beauty and glory, it was not a temple of the Lord. Until they came, they dedicated it. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. Wow. This is what makes a temple of the Lord. This is what is the foundation of a church that is set apart 
a, a group of people that are set apart to be a local church. The glory of God. When I was in Saskatchewan, I had a hundred rabbits. <laughs> I was raising rabbits. <laughs> and I went to one of the uh, rabbit breeders association and they were meat rabbits and they had a plant there that did that sort of thing and there was probably 50 60 people at this meeting and they had some people in charge and be sitting at a table so they were conducting the meeting and I looked and over to the side there was others having their own meeting because they didn't like the group that was leading this meeting and all this stuff was going I, th I thought you know this is just like a, a a local church. <laughs> some people weren't hooked up, some were. But God never intended that the local church just be a social gathering. But a, a body of believers that are bound together and come together in the glory of God. His fire is in the midst of us. Hallelujah. And it's interesting here, Jesus as the chief cornerstone was perfectly fitted by God to fit into that position. And from him, life would flow throughout the whole building. And so we think of the, the church of God being the worldwide church. I mean, he is the head of the church and we are all connected with the brothers and sisters all over the world. There is the church of North America for us, but every nation has a church before the eyes of God. God sees the church in our region And he also sees Ten Strike Community Church, and he is here in a very unique way. We have a purpose. Hallelujah. And it's interesting, one of the mysteries of the gospel is that God himself, the creator of all, Jesus Christ, the eternal word, nothing was created apart from him. By him, all things were created. And yet, he left his position with the Father. And he came to earth. And the Bible says, the mystery is that he laid aside all those things that would make God God. And he became like us. He suffered temptation. He grew weary. He dealt with all sorts of opposition. And he fulfilled the law in perfect righteousness. He never sinned. Amen. And so when he was on the cross, he said, it is finished. He perfectly upheld all the requirements that God had. It is finished. The law was completed. And now we take a step and we enter into his righteousness into his, the fulfillment of all the commandments of God and the blessing and the standing that would come because of that. 
We step into him. He's welcomed us into his righteousness. He gave himself up for us, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring us to God so we come before him with great confidence and boldness through his blood. But Jesus Christ, through all his life experience, and, and all, he, he walked through everything as we are as we do. He was tempted in all ways as we are, yet without sin. And he was, he was perfectly formed to be the cornerstone of the church. A living stone. A living stone which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious in his sight. It is living, full of life. It gives life, as well as strength and coherence to the stones which are built upon it. And from that living stone, we receive the life His very life. Jesus said, as the Father has life in himself, so he granted also that the Son would have life in himself. So at some point, he laid aside all those things that made God God, and he came down, he entered into the womb of Mary. And I believe there, that was there, that God gave him life. that independent life, the God life. He had laid it down before the Father, but now he took it back, or God bestowed it upon him. And, and when, I, when I think of this, I just think how much he was willing to let go of all that he had eternally because he loved us and identified with us. because he had faith in his father. He totally abandoned himself to his father, to the eternal God. And he is eternal God, but yet in that relationship, he totally abandoned himself to him. And then the father, in that when Jesus' heart was so open and abandoned to him, and he came down, the father imparted that self-existent life back to him. This is an amazing thing. That he would go to that place for us. To bring us up into equal standing with the Father. We carry his righteousness. We're, we're joint heirs with him. He is always the Lord. He's always the head. He's always the king and the ruler. But he has lifted us up to be members of his body. In verse 5 here, let's read this together in 1 Peter 2, 5. 
Let's read it out loud together. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Wow. We are being built up to offer up spiritual sacrifices. The sacrifices of service. We, be, we become servants to one another. We begin, worker, we begin working in the kingdom to build people up for their good, not for our benefit. True servants. Brotherly love, brotherly union, wonderful connections where we can pray with passion and purpose. Spiritual connection where we can be aware of the dynamics that are going on with our brothers and sisters and we can stand with them and hold them up and bear their burdens. We can rejoice with them. The spiritual sacrifices of prayer together, united prayer, calling upon God for great things. Worship. He's building us up to be a spiritual house where we can worship in spirit and in truth and go beyond where we've ever been before in experiencing his glory. I've probably shared this a few times, but I... It was so real, I need to share it probably a lot more. <laughs> I was listening to a, year, a few years ago, I was listening to a Gaither's video and I had my back turned to the video and I was up kneeling and just praying and before God and all of a sudden I was standing before the throne. Everything disappeared. I had my eyes closed because I was kneeling and praying but all of a sudden I was standing before the throne. And as far as I could see from the right to the left were just a great mass of believers. And with one accord, we were just lifting up our voice to God with all of our heart. And not only was I aware of the glory of God, but I also was in that moment aware of how connected I was to everybody around me. I was bound with everybody. In this place of spiritual worship, not only are we worshiping the Father, but we're also worshiping together. We're, being, we're built together. We're built together into a house where God, habitation of the Lord, where he lives by his spirit. God wants to grant us, and let's be aware, he wants to grant us glimpses of the possibilities of worship beyond where we've been. Oh, don't you yearn for that? Don't you long for that? Deep, wonderful, marvelous encounters with God together. Want to be great in those days where we're, you know, not out of a form. Okay, now we're just going to, you know, 
crucify the flesh and be there for three, four hours. But and when it's in the spirit, when, isn't that marvelous? Where you gather together and all of a sudden you're bound together. You're lifting up your, your heart, your voice with one accord. And time doesn't matter. Let's say it. Time doesn't matter. <laughs> this fall, you know, we can come together and worship. And the football game can come and go and we just love God. And again, you don't just do this to do something. But there is real experiences in the glory of God. And he, is, he wants to give us glimpses of the possibilities of this united standing that we have. To grant us experiences of corporate glory. First Corinthians 3.16. Again, let's read this here. This is on the Amplified Bible. I love this verse. Do you not discern? Let's read it all together. Do you not discern and understand that you, the whole church at Corinth, are God's temple, his sanctuary, and that God's spirit has a permanent dwelling in you to be at home in you collectively as a church and also individually. God has a binding together, an experiential uh, presence for us, collectively. Collectively. The Lord is going to be granting to us glimpses into that possibility together. We have to be ready to surrender to it. If you're ready to take that step through that, to participate in what he has put in our heart to express it back to the Father. And as we each do that, there will be a sound. There will be a sound that we hear. Because every member, every part is flowing with the glory. You, the whole church at Corinth, are God's temple. And God's spirit has his permanent dwelling in you. To be at home in you collectively as a church and also individually. So we come and we, we, we experience God together. We move into the glory together, collectively. That stays with us until we come back again. And then we rise again up in the glory and he takes us higher and higher like an edifice or growing higher and higher in the Lord. The enemy comes and he tries to focus, get us to focus on so many other things. It's all about Jesus. He is the, he is the chief cornerstone of the church. It's all about Jesus. It's all about him. He paid the price. And he's offering to us to participate 
in his kingdom, in his glory, in his standing before the Father. He's welcoming us in. Oh, have you tasted this? Have you tasted? Have you tasted a touch of that glory? If you've been there, nothing else can compare. Just one more thought today. 1 Corinthians 12, 18 in the Message Bible. As it is, we see that God has carefully placed each part of the body right where he wanted it to be. I remember when I was five years old, my great-grandfather made a pronouncement over me. I heard him. I was standing there. My brother was there. And he said, my brother would amount to something, but I would be kind of useless. <laughs> I remember that. It was like I was four or five years old. I mean, that's what the only thing I remember about anything he ever said to me. <laughs> it was like that blessing of the Old Testament or something. <laughs> but, you know, 10 years later, 12 years later, I met the king. And he called me by his glory. And I came into that glorious experience. I mean, it was such a marvelous encounter. I was born again. A few years later, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Another powerful encounter for me personally. The heavens opened up and the glory of God just was all over. It was coming from heaven like lightning. A few days later, I was at a basketball game and all of a sudden these words started rolling across my mind and I realized I could say them. And Spirit said, that's tongues. I said, what? No, that's just me. I could talk them. I could speak them out. I said, well, I've never done this before. <laughs> but I just started doing that and tongues have stayed with me every day and, and since 1974. We are members of one another he has a unique place and the words and the condemnation and the judgment of people cannot hold us back from our stepping into our destiny and so right now I just want to pray bow your heads please I just want to pray if you've had words that have been spoken against you from childhood. Maybe you went through a difficult marriage and a divorce and words were uttered in anger and rage and judgment. That's just, and, and it caused you to feel inadequate. Words from childhood that made you feel inadequate. Wherever they would be from, today, let's take authority over that. Let's take it to the cross and let's realize that Jesus Christ is lifting us up. He's got some better things to proclaim for us. He's put you in the body. You are useful. He's put a glory within you. You can function. And as you do your work, you will be a marvelous blessing to every other member of the body, not only coming to receive, but you're, you're coming to give, to impart. 
to build up the body as you do your work in the Lord. Whatever it is, it might be physical things or more spiritual things, but whatever it is, there's a glory about your life that emanates the goodness of God. And so if you're coming, things are coming up within you now about some of these words, lift your heart up to God. Humble yourself. First of all, thing we do is forgive. Father, I forgive that person for speaking those words of judgment that have been used to tear down my inner man. I forgive them. I release them. I bless them now. Lift them up into a high place with you. If they've gone on from this life, just I, I release them. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you that they were always in your sight. I release them into your hands. And Father, now in Jesus' name, I take authority over all those things of condemnation and fear, control, manipulation, all those things that would try to hold back and put down who we are in you. In Jesus' name, I declare be free. I declare your spirit rise up unhindered before God with great confidence in the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And everyone said, so what, you know, we're going to dismiss what I would like you to, if you, there was something coming out of, up in your memory about that, maybe just take somebody that you know loves the Lord and draw them off the side and say, can you just pray with me about this and just let's have this really a, a firm, solid thing in my experience. We're a body. Amen. Praise God. If you need prayer for healing or anything, we'll be here. Praise God. Lord bless you today.